Good evening, everyone. This is Ryan here, as always, with Matt Brown, and we are the TweetCat. Matt, how are you doing? I'm excellent. I'm very excited for our guest to come in as well. Why don't you let us the yes, people yes. know who's here? I will. Uh, so with, with us today, I've got a very good friend of mine. Uh, we went to Nazareth College together. Uh, he's since gone, gone on to do some uh, great many things up in the city of Buffalo. Uh, so please welcome to the TweetCap, Rocky Palomini. Rocky, how are you doing? Good and you? Oh, not so bad. Uh, so like I said, Rocky and I, uh, we've been friends for quite some time. Not quite as long as Matt and I, but that's all right. Um, and he is a big fan of the TweetCap. So um, we wanted to know Rocky. if we could let him on. And we obviously, we appreciate all of our fans. And we said, let's do it. Um, so let's do it. Matt, I know you've got our first story all keyed up. All right. So the uh, first thing I want to talk about, something though taboo, it is something that really that involves a third of all internet traffic and it is the <laughs> subject and genuine genuine fact um and it's regarding pornography and what specifically regarding pornography is the story well Last week, there was a major investigation led by the New York Times investigating child and sex abuse uh, regarding this porn site, uh, the uh, pornographic site Pornhub. The lawsuit, a lawsuit was filed amongst this. Pornhub's, Pornhub, the famous website, its parent yep. company, which is MindGeek, which also owns YouPorn, Pornhub, and Brazzers, is being sued for $80 million by 40 different women who say that the site profited from sex trafficking. The lawsuit alleges that MindGeek was aware of the, of the specific porn site, Girls Tube Porn, for sex trafficking women and girls, and, can, and they still continue to host their videos despite this. As a result of this, there was over, I believe, 13 million porn, um, pornographic videos that were not verified, whether um, for various reasons. But obviously, this was some move Pornhub did. And again, though taboo, as I said, Pornhub, the facts show that about a third of internet traffic is uh, as a result of people looking at pornography, and then Pornhub did took most of, of its own content away, and are now amongst probably, if the allegations are true, will probably destroy the site. But it can also lead to a conversation regarding le- regulating pornography on the internet, which obviously over the past two decades has grown mightily. So first, I'll hand it. I'll. Um, I'll toss this over to Rocky, who is involved in studying law and stuff like this. Ryan, what are you? I'm sorry, Rocky. What do you think of this story that's going on right now? Well, I first heard about this in a tweet, and it showed the picture before. Like, if you go into the search bar, it says like how many million videos, yeah. and then um, after the the purge, it had like a lower number, and it was a the Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi. Like, I heard a million voices cry out, and then all these. <laughs> So that is literally where I heard it from. But I mean, smart on their part, I guess. You um don't so, want to step up. So I'm going to ask you a question, actually, Rocky. We have talked about something similar off, obviously, off podcast, well before the podcast was even in existence, um, with people. Uh, basically, are these sites responsible for content they didn't create if they're sharing content from another site because this gets into that exact issue none of the verified accounts 
or verified videos have been taken down. It's just all of the unverified ones, the ones that originated on maybe a different site that somebody themselves uploaded um, to be shared on their sites. So, you know, we talked about how this could maybe hurt, you know, obviously MindGeek and it will financially if they lose, but uh, I don't know about, you know, destroying the website you just mentioned a third of all the people who use the internet are using it to find that website. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they'll be okay, but can they actually be responsible? I think they should be. Anyone who's listened to this knows that I'm, you know, I'm always the bad guy who thinks people should be responsible for the stuff that they endorse um, and the stuff that they say, but can they legally be responsible for something they didn't technically know was happening? I mean, well, first of all, the site's never going to go down. We were talking right. about well, exactly. it's like Amazon yeah. or Walmart. It's massive. Too big. <laughs> it's massive. They still have mil- millions from other verified uh... ones, so it is crazy. <laughs> that should be the new slogan. <laughs> it, it should be. Well, it's not as massive anymore. Millions of villages are gone, so slightly less massive. But anyway, um, I, I took like a cyber law class in law school, and we talked a lot about um, child porn laws, and you know revenge porn laws mm-hmm. stuff like that and it's very strict and no matter who has it you're going down um there's cases where people don't even know it's on their computer there's cases where it's in their unallocated data there's so like spaces on your computer you can't reach things that have already been deleted but are still technically on the computer you can still go down for that so it's a smart move for uh the site to try to you know get rid of it get rid yeah, this, as much as they can yeah this was for the greater good as you could say as you oh, could sure. see and um there's clearly millions of other ones of all the verified accounts so again well yeah <laughs> you, there's plenty of content to share as mentioned by you two but it's also it's just i think it just leads to such a larger conversation and as you said you know for a long time, there's been various talks about more regulation that can happen to the internet. Um, you know, obviously beyond pornography and just talk about other things, but it's just, I think it's just the fact that how easy it really was for so many people. It, it, and, and it's just really disgusting, honestly, on, on all these things accused and you go, a lot of activists really trying to make a difference. And this just leads to just this major um, conversation with sex trafficking in general. And, you know, people who share it and stuff like that. And hopefully this now can create awareness that this is very much a real thing. You could have accidentally seen it if you're just somebody who, well, I don't know, you know, when I say accidentally, casual browser, you know, casual browsing the porn site for whatever reason. And then you see something, there's a crime being committed right there. It's just, I think that's an interesting combo that um, should as um, lead to uh, as a result of this story. So, so I will say the only thing that, you know, worries me, and again, this doesn't typically worry me um, as the pro-regulation champion that I am, mm-hmm. um, but the idea that uh, Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell will get to determine uh, how pornography works in America is a little unsettling. Uh, I don't want to know what those two, uh, what those two are into, but um <laughs> Them coming up with the regulations, a little scary. So hopefully we can find some sort of middle ground. Um, But only time will tell. Only time will tell. Right, Matt? Nothing but, nothing but. So, Ryan, this other thing that's been going on, also to you, Rocky. Time Magazine has a very popular, has often been popular and known for sharing 
the time people of the year. First of the year. And, and they, yeah, they, they do a, a bunch of people, but they then nominate and declare who's the time person of the year, which was also discussed last week. As we said yes. and predicted that well, out of the four nominations yeah. between Joe Biden, Donald Trump, healthcare workers, and um, I believe it was doc, uh, uh, BLM, BLM, that it wound up turning into Joe Biden winning. And Kamala Harris. Yep. Ta- yeah, sorry. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris winning the time person of the year, which has caused quite a controversy. And I think it's fair to say why after during a pandemic where we have sadly lost as many as 300,000 Americans and that number keeps growing. And as we record today, we sadly have had the worst day in terms of deaths with COVID-19. Yet despite that, we are still having many frontline healthcare workers working day and night through insane shifts. Dr. Fauci also was amongst that crowd who's leading the charge. And despite this, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris win, and not discrediting what they did. They obviously made a huge accomplishment this year. But I think it's fair to say after the year, after any, for the, for the rest of eternity, 2020 will be defined by the COVID-19 pandemic. And... I'll say to Ryan first, then to Rocky. Ryan, how um, how do you feel about the results of this? What's it for all? And uh, what do you? Yeah, think? they fumbled this one, huh? Um, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, not to discredit the actual winners. I mean, and listen, I did go on time today, actually, and I looked. They have lists, like a list of like the Times top one hundred. Um, and you know, there's like leaders, icons, artists, all this stuff, different categories. And, uh, Fauci's on there, just Fauci, uh, the black lives matters founders, those three women, uh, they're on there, but the, I I believe the proposed idea was to be Dr. Fauci and America's frontline healthcare workers. That was the proposed finalist that eventually lost. And it does again, before all this happened, I would agree with you. The 2020 presidential election was the biggest story of 2020 because uh, nobody liked the current president. Well, actually, a great deal of people did, but you know what I mean. Um, and that was a big deal. But you can't pretend that coronavirus didn't happen. <laughs> so many people got sick. It's dictated not just, again, people's actual like status as living or dead, but uh, people's daily lives have been changed in terms of how they work, how they see family, how they celebrate, how they shop, uh, how they consume goods, if they consume goods. So it's just this year is about COVID, um, for better or for worse. And the people who, regardless of politics or regardless of anything else, were fighting against COVID, and it was a fight, still is, uh, are the frontline healthcare workers, are, you know, scientists, obviously the most prominent being Dr. Fauci. Um, It just doesn't make sense. Joe Biden is president for four years. Kamala Harris is vice president for four years. She she may very well end up president at some point within the next however many years. There'll there'll be plenty of time to talk about the historic uh, careers of those two public servants. But uh, the frontline healthcare workers, they're often overlooked. Doctors are often overlooked. Uh, They get paid pretty well, but that's not the point. Um, this would be a moment for everyone to say, yeah, they do a lot to keep us safe. Um, not in the traditional sense. You know, we, don't, we, we, we back the blue and we have the red stripes on our flags. Uh, we don't really have anything for doctors. Um, actually, all we do is yell at them. So this would have been that moment. Um, 
it's non-political. It would have been absolutely perfect. And well, they blew it. So what can you do? Did they say why? Did they, was it just a vote or did they give like a reason? I mean, you'll have to read the article. Uh, they, it, they write an article up. Pa- I don't know who wrote panel. it. Panel people panel. decided. Yeah. But I mean, they'll discuss why they picked Joe Biden and Kamala Harris in the actual uh, cover We're, piece. Cause they have yeah. a piece that's written about them. Um, but I remember Donald Trump's won it when he got elected and his entire cover piece was about Hillary Clinton, which was kind of funny, but, um, it's yeah. Again, you can write something good. So at least it'll be an interesting read, but you know, knowing that what we know, knowing about who else they would have selected, it almost would have been better if they didn't tell us if they just said, Oh, and this year we're picking, you know, Joe and Kamala because nobody would have worried about it. Like, Oh yeah. President elect, the vice president elect makes sense. Uh, but, they showed us they show basically they showed us the right answer and then gave us the wrong answer. So there's not really, there's no way to excuse that. Now that we know that there's a better option, why would we ever be like, Oh yeah, this is fine. Uh, And ultimately it is fine. It's just words on paper. Uh, Nobody can express how grateful we all are to front uh, frontline healthcare workers and to scientists who helped hopefully beat coronavirus as we have the uh, the vaccines coming out. Moderna just got approved uh, in the so United States as well as Pfizer. But, uh, you know, obviously we have to thank them anyway. But this would have been a very public way to do that. Um, and frankly, not enough co- companies acted appropriately throughout the pandemic. And we've talked about that a dozen times on the show. And we haven't even had a dozen episodes. So, <laughs> it, you know, We've seen a lot of people just screw up, and I'm not wholly surprised that they screwed up here. At least their screw up is not going to kill anybody. So I guess that's the only benefit because in 2020, the stakes are usually a little bit higher than this. So, you know, glass half full kind of guy. No one died. Did you see the picture they chose for Biden? Like, I did not. It is a very weird looking photo. It's a very weird angle. He takes a lot of those. I don't know if you've noticed. Too weird. I've never seen Biden at that angle before. <laughs> Fauci picture's good, the one they ended up using on the top. I saw that one first, and I legit thought that's what they went with. I thought it was just a clear choice. Yeah, I thought that was it, but I guess not. They surprised I didn't even know there was a vote at first. I just saw the one picture. Yeah, it's like a panel. Yeah. And again, they did still honor it. So time is trying to have their cake and eat it too sort of thing, where like time honors Dr. Fauci and frontline workers, but Mm -hmm. they didn't. (laughs) It's a different award. Same issue, but a different award altogether. So they didn't really give... uh, they gave something. They did mention, you know, that little thing called. Yeah, wasn't it wasn't something like the Guardian. Yeah, the Guardian of the Year almost. Uh, so I just saw his picture in his write up. I believe Jimmy Kimmel did the write up actually, which is kind of fun. Um, for the top 100 um, list, and he was on there along with both Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Donald Trump. Uh, I think Prime Minister uh, Modi of India was on there. Yeah, Angela Merkel was on there. It's very weird. And this was just the leaders one. They have like artists right. and uh, like Billy Porter had one, but he was under Icon. So I don't really know. I don't know the definition of Icon. I should probably have looked that up. Uh, but Cindy Lauper wrote it. And I always think that's more fun to see the name of the also usually celebrity who wrote like who wrote the op-ed <laughs> Joe that they Biden published. <laughs> um, I want to say Joe Biden's was like, I was probably John Kerry or somebody like that. One of those old guys. But um. Yeah, Elizabeth Warren wrote like one for a healthcare activist, which was actually really nice. Um, so sweet so, of her. 
if you if you go on to uh, Twitter, you can find it. Uh, the Time posted their list and their link with images, so you should read the whole thing because uh, you do learn a lot about some people that you may not have uh, previously known much about or anything about. Um, and, and again, it's always funny to see when Jimmy Kimmel, you know, has to write a page and a half about Dr. Fauci. You really <laughs> yeah, think I, I'm not kidding. Like the the you know late night host Jimmy Kimmel. I like, checked too. I was like, is it a different Jimmy Kimmel? Nope. It's it was him. So. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think we're going to move on to the next segment. There's not much more we can say, dwelling on our disappointment. Um, but hey, you're good with that. As promised, yeah, as promised last week, I finally was able to download Cyberpunk. It immediately updated, which was kind of fun. Um, but I wanted to give my review as well as talk about some of the uh, the trending topics. I know Rocky has the game, Matt. Mm-hmm has the internet so between three of us we're definitely well aware about the uh the game some of its uh positive and negative attributes uh i will say uh, after telling people i got the game kind of circling back to our first topic i've never had so many people ask me about genital size in my entire life um, Why is that? because one of the big kind of draws of this game is the uh in-depth character customization that's what we'll call it it's actually really not that in-depth but um they do include genitals um and i will say it doesn't matter uh it's absolutely a sales gimmick um i don't know what i was expecting in terms of that part of the uh the sales pitch like i was i don't know how they were going to incorporate it into the actual gameplay uh, but they did i'm sorry i think it's got to show up somewhere in the game i mean i haven't seen it yet so I don't know. I don't think it does. I think it was just a, a, a kind of a neat way to say, look at, you can create just about anything on your character, uh, except his voice. The voice is the same no matter what. Do you think that they did this as a, obviously we've seen plenty of quote unquote marketing schemes, not schemes, but marketing ploys have been used to sell certain things throughout all pop culture. Obviously, the internet and Instagram is big. Maybe some game developer said, well, we know how shallow and weird people can be. Why don't we just <laughs> add, why don't we just decide the size of your genitals? Because we know that so many people are going to make a lot of jokes and memes about it. Do you think at, at all was a marketing ploy to get more people Maybe. into the game? I, I think it's probably most of it, realistically. Although, I will say, after doing a little bit of research into the company that released it, yeah. um, they buy a lot Which of these, at these tabletop uh properties and they work with these tabletop properties um so i think they do like they actually like the game it wasn't like how do we sell this game i know uh, but we'll use memes about uh genitals <laughs> i think that i think a lot of it was informed by what like cyberpunk as a genre is cyberpunk is uh, all about uh complete customization yeah you know you can change anything on your body Anything can be enhanced. Anything can be augmented. That's like the genre, not just the video game, the genre of cyberpunk, cyberpunk movies, cyberpunk uh, books. That's what it's about. It's about the augmentation of human of humankind. So I think they're just for the character creation, wanted to show that you could augment everything um, on your character. And I, I really do think that that's all it was. It wasn't intended to be uh, the meme king that it turned out to be. <laughs> uh, Rocky showed me one uh, tying a... Uh, cyberpunk to uh homelander from the boys which was pretty funny Mm -hmm. um but outside of the character customization because i did play further than that um i think the game is great i think the story is interesting 
I've had fun playing it and I've played it two different ways. I've not finished the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played it about halfway through the way I was playing it and I decided I wanted to try something totally different. So instead of, you know, screwing around with my current character and all of the stats and attributes and traits that I had already assigned through, you know, playing and, as and far as I'd played it, I went back you, to the beginning. Good. If you don't mind me interject, like what is the purpose of the game? Is it, you know, like, is there two modes? Obviously like a GTA has, you, you could roam around, you could do your online mode, but is this an actual, what's the actual no. story of it or the point? Yeah. So we talked about this last time and I was like, this is not going to be like a Madden, a modern warfare or a GTA um, that, you know, people can just pick it up and start playing the game. Um, and I was right. And I think that the marketing campaign having been so successful is exactly why it's been getting such mixed reviews online. Cause I think people who wanted to play Madden are playing cyberpunk and they're not happy about it. Um, when a Madden game comes out, it's just a game that you've played a trillion times with brand new graphics, a new skin. It runs like a dream. Um, outdated, and this is not that. Yeah, this is not that. This I mean, it's kind of like, did you ever play or hear about no man's sky before it came out? Well, I have played it. it. I've never played it by part of it. When um when that game was announced, people were saying how amazing it was going to be, and it had this huge marketing team behind it, and the pre-orders were insane. And then it came out, and it was like, you know, a shell of what it was supposed to be. And the exact same thing happened. People turned on it really quickly. The reviews got really bad. And then it, um, they, like, they, were, they were refunded their copies of the game, and the studio was like torn apart online. <laughs> And then, but, <laughs> you know, you play it two, three years later and they've done update after update after update. And it's actually now the game that they promised, you know, back in 2015 or whatever. So I feel like Cyberpunk is going to do the exact same thing. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to stop you there a little bit. That reminds me of like Anthem. Anthem, Anthem hasn't changed though. No, it hasn't. Cause they're still working on it. Hopefully. Cause that was a really cool concept. This guy is but a totally different game. I, I think, I don't think that, people who are playing cyberpunk or people who originally played no man's sky, both games I really like by the way, uh, and have played. I don't think people realized what they were getting. I really do think it was just a problem of the marketing team expanded beyond the scope of what the game was supposed to be able to handle. Everyone's expectations were way too high. Correct. Like, so I, my favorite games are the fallout series and I mean, Outer Worlds is really good. I liked that. I played the Elder Scrolls games as well, uh, both Skyrim and Oblivion. So I play this type of game a lot, and you can infer what that means about me. But um, so when I had to pick up Cyberpunk and there was weird glitches because you walked into a massive city for the first time, of course one of the cars is going to start doing donuts in you know <laughs> the middle of the street. It's got to look. I look how you know all the other games of this kind. You're in a desert, right? You're in a wasteland. You're in a forest. There's not a lot of ways you could screw up a tree, but to make an entire functioning city, like it's, the city's the best part about the whole game. Absolutely, you could just walk around the city. Uh, but to answer your question, Matt, you can just walk around if you wanted to. And there are legit- to do if you do that. Uh, you really do kind of have to be doing things with a purpose. You kind of have to be questing, so to speak. You have to either be doing side jobs to make money or you have to be advancing the story to its conclusion. Uh, they do have like a police system. It's a little buggy. It's, it's, it's a little buggy. And they oh. do have like a random encounter system. So while you're walking down the street, you could kind of come up to, you know, a gang fight or something like that. And you can, you know, <laughs> jump into that. Hey. Um, but Let's you don't, 
yeah, but it's not like you can't just drive around and start jumping off buildings and stuff like in GTA. And you can't mm-hmm. just start capping people on the sidewalk. It, 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 the game punishes you for doing that. It, it's too hard. It's too difficult to, you know, it's not like a four stars thing where you could shoot, you know, shoot a civilian and you shouldn't do that anyway. I hate people who play the game like that, but some people do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then run away as fast as you can and then just keep trying exactly. to amp, you know, up the empty. Uh, you really do kind of have to have a purpose, I think, um, if you want the game to be fun. And I don't know if everybody is doing that. Uh, I, I don't know. I'd have to actually hear someone's real complaints because mm-hmm. I mean, surprisingly, I- people are not articulate on the Internet. Yes, I know. I was shocked after 10 episodes. But uh, yeah, people just yell and scream and complain. But it really does sound like expectations were just nowhere near where the reality of this game is supposed to be. Not a, even for Keanu because, Reeves to save it. I mean, I so think, far he's been funny. He's, I, I mean, the acting's been great. Yeah. I mean, I bought this game like a year ago at least. I bought the Cyberpunk Xbox. I was all ready for it. My expectations were up. I've put in about 60 hours and I've found it's actually pretty good. I've enjoyed I'm not putting it. 60 yet, but I'm probably close. I, yeah, I've been I've been marathoning it pretty bad. <laughs> but I will say this. They did release the game late, right? They, they pushed they, it back. Pushed it back. So people were already mad. Yeah. Um do you think it makes also, a di- oh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm just You're good. Uh do you think it makes a difference based on your experience? If you're playing it on the previous gen console, then the next gen, because no. I heard 100%. like at least just like the graphics are different. But I, I'm just curious um, for you to have actually played. I've played it on game. both. Um, okay. I've not played it on both. I played it on the Xbox One S and then the Xbox Series X, and it is very different. Um, the older Xboxes and the PS4, I've heard, are game-breaking bugs. Nah, I've just gotten worse. Yeah, but I, this not, hasn't happened. I know, you, I know you haven't experienced it. And I mean, I don't, I don't even have the S, dude. I have the yeah, 2016 have version of the Xbox One. Like, I think it's like I, 2013. Uh, yeah, no, no, it wasn't 2013. I got, I got it in like 2015. Um, but it was definitely that version, <laughs> the one that came out, like okay. you know, originally. So I have an original Xbox One, and I'm playing the game. When I first got it, every once in a while, I would show up in a large part of the city. And it would crash. Which, by the way, Modern Warfare, ask, you can ask Rocky, crashes on one of the two of us every time we play. At least twice. Um, Me too, though. In the beginning, yeah. And so they patched it like almost immediately with an update. And I haven't had it happen since. Um, I so I do want to try it on the bigger console or the newer console rather. Um, I'm just waiting till they're available because right now they're only available from uh, people who are way up charging. <laughs> but um, once it's available, I'll get it and I'll try it on that one for sure. And I'm sure it's going to look a lot better, but I don't, I haven't seen anything game breaking. Like I said, there's some weird little bugs, but my car got stuck. I mean, sideways yesterday. That's what happened. My car got stuck lengthwise in the road. It was like half in the road. <laughs> but you're on the current console. I am on the current console. Yeah, I haven't played it on PC, but the Delamain cab in Pacifica. Delamain. I was live. I was giving you live commentary as I was trying to handle that nonsense. I had that glitched a lot. No problems with it. That glitched way. a lot. In addition to my own problems with it, that that did glitch a lot. My, my car just stopped several times mm-hmm. when it wasn't supposed to. Um, there was people spawning in my way. There was a lot going on there. Um, but again. It's a it's a it's a big game. Big games have that happen. So, my review, my not yet finished review, I should say, because I have to beat the game. 
is the story and the acting have been great. The city is phenomenal, even on the old generations. I have not seen anything game-breaking. If your game did break, I'm going to blame you. I'm going to say it's your fault Um, because mine didn't. Uh, And more importantly, if your game does crash, you'll do what you do with Call of Duty or Madden or any of your other AAA games. You'll turn it off. You'll be upset. You'll turn it back on, and then you'll play. It's the exact same thing. Uh, Just save. Learn how to save. Be good at the game, and then you won't have to worry about it. That's my thoughts. Hot take. Meant to that. Hey, meant to that. Just a quick thing. Just a uh, just one second. We'll be right back with this. And we're back, guys. We have Rocky. We have Ryan. We're talking yes, we do. big stories for this, the third to last week of the year. So let's get into some. We talked video games. We talked, you know, taboo stuff. But let's change it up to something else. So. There is a much highly anticipated movie come out. Honestly, it's crazy over the spe- the last few weeks how bigger and bigger this movie has um, added its anticipations. We've talked about it briefly, Ryan. I'm excited to talk about this with Rocky. So, Spider-Man. There will be a Far From Home sequel, the Tom Holland Spider-Man saga. It'll That's be the right, third- Farther From Home. Yeah, Far From Home sequel. I'm, I'm, oh, yes. I'm, the, it's okay, a joke. It. You're fine. Sorry, you're Go confusing on. that, but we're good. But anyways, so this is a working title, Spider-Man 3, but again, in the third series, I guess you would say, of the Spider-Man cinematic universe. The interesting thing about this one that happens to at this moment is scheduled to be released exactly one year from today, December 20th, 2021, and the big twist on what this Spider-Man, this third Spider-Man movie is going to be about. It's the fact that the cast has been insanely growing. And what's been interesting about this cast growing is the fact they're bringing in a lot of classic characters who were in previous Spider-Man um, series, the Andrew Garfield one and the Tobey Maguire, and they're all slated to make some kind of return. From Tobey Maguire has agreed to come back as Spider-Man, and Peter Parker, Andrew Garfield has agreed to come back. We have Alfred Molina, who played Doc, Dr. Octopus in Spider-Man 2. He's slated to come back. We have Jamie Foxx as Electro, who was in Spider-Man 2, the Andrew Garfield version. So I guess that's a good part of that entire series. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's the Amazing Spider-Man 2 is slated to come yes. back. And... Um, we have the original Flash Thomas, who was in the first Spider-Man to come back. But we also have... Well, thank God they got rid of the other guy. We have Kristen, Kristen Stewart. No, sorry. Not Kristen Stewart. Kristen Dunst coming Dunst. back as Mary Jane, who's allegedly coming back. And we are going to also have Doctor Strange, Benedict Cumbach, come back. Oh, wait. Someone that has is coming back that is specifically excited. Ryan is... Yes, the original indeed. Norman Osborn in the original Spider-Man series, Willem Dafoe, Willem Dafoe, not William Dafoe, Willem, Willem. Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Say it with your chest, Matt. <laughs> it's Willem, really? Willem, yeah, it's yeah, not no, it, it actually is his name. So Willem, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe is coming back as Dr. Octopus. And of course, no, not Dr. Octopus, that's the Sorry. Green Goblin. Yes. The greenest of the Green Goblins. Um, listen, all and due also, respect to also, future Governor McConaughey, but I'm glad they managed to figure out how to get 
um, the Green Goblin back because he is that movie. That first movie, I mean, yeah, Tobey Maguire is great, as we found out when we tried it two more times, and he's still the best. But that first movie wasn't – I mean, he, it was the Green Goblin that made the entire movie. He was the was best genuinely villain. great villain. He and and he set the bar. By the way, oh, it's yeah. why it's why Topher Grace looked kind of bad because uh, <laughs> he wasn't up to their level. Um, this, you know, Doc Doc Ock did fine, um, but um, and so did uh, what's his name? Wow, the most the famous Sandman? person in the movie, uh, James Franco, uh, and so did yeah Sandman. Yeah. They all did fine. No, James but Franco he set that standard at this moment. Is he? He's not. But we have no, also in right. this maybe Dave will do it. That'd be interesting. <laughs> we also have, so don't forget, in the original series, Zendaya's MJ's coming back. Jacob, Jacob Batalon as Ned Leds is coming back. He apparently lost 120 pounds for the role. And we also have the just everybody. Wait, he had to lose weight for the role of the fat friend? I guess so. Wait. Oh. Right. Oh, that guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then we have Marissa oh. Tomei as May Parker come back. So, seriously – we're Spider-Manning the Spider-Man out of this movie. Discuss so much Spider-Man, so much movie. And we talked about Ryan's excitement specifically for Norman Osborn to come back. Yes. Rocky, what do you think of this massive cast? I mean, I haven't seen Spider-Man 2, the new Spider-Man 2. The new Spider-Man I, 2. I have no idea. <laughs> this like Spider-Man. The, the newest Spider-Man 2. I have no idea. <laughs> like, that up in the last movie. But I mean, yeah, with Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio. I, I did see um, Spider Verse, and yeah. it would make a lot of like it can be done well. I mean, they should get Jake Johnson to play Spider Man too. He was the <laughs> the washed up. Uh, I will say I agree. We do need Miles Morales to be in the film. We also need Spider Pig to somehow appear in the film, mm-hmm. uh, even if it's as a Saturday morning cartoon. That would be funny. Um, Noir Spider Man. Uh, you can't do all of because at that point you have 170 Spider-Man. And I think that's the plural. Spider-Man? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, Spider-Man? I don't know. But um, there hasn't yeah, been you really, you know, with going, there really hasn't been any script. Not that I personally know. There could be, but I don't know. No really script leaks, no plots, no synopsis have been released. They're just announcing this massive Avengers Endgame style cast. It just. Obviously, the big joke is that famous meme of the three Spider-Mans pointing at each other, which they're obviously going to have a scene and screenshot of that for years to come. I mean, that's worth however much the movie costs. You really like that one ser- scene. It, in all seriousness, do you think this movie's going to be good? Do you think they could pull this off? I mean, the screenwriter, it's going to be directed by John Watts, who did direct the first two Spider-Mans. And he's also, fun fact, he directed the Onion News Network. But anyways, he's coming back to direct. Oh, boy. And um, then the people writing it is Chris McKinnon and Eric Somers. Chris McKinnon was an American dad. uh, Was an American dad writer. And also he wrote in Community and the Mindy Project. And um, Eric Somers is also, he wrote the Lego Batman series, helped contribute to that, Jumanji. These are the writers from the first two picks as well. Okay. So... I'm yeah. just wondering, how do you fit so much, essentially so much movie into a movie and so much content with that? I don't think they will. I think that they're going to have like a one original Spider-Man bit and then move on. I think they're going to, I think they're trying to overhype it. Yeah. It, it, I kind of, I, I don't agree. know. 
I would love I wonder more. I'd love for it to, you know, have them all team up or whatever, but I, I feel like it's just going to like pop in, pop out kind of thing. So here's the thing with, with that. I mean, I granted this is Sony, but it's also Marvel yeah. and we're, we're Avengers are done forever. Uh, we're yeah. not going to have any big movies <laughs> like that ever again. Uh, all of the original cast is gone. Um, as much as we all liked how it ended, I liked how it ended. I don't actually want to see Anthony Mackie and I don't even know <laughs> who else is in the, the uh, whoever plays Who's Scarlet Witch. Yeah. I don't want to see those two lead the Avengers into the next chapter. Uh, they're on Disney plus. I think that's awesome. I think they sh- that's where they are. They made this first movie franchise huge, and now they're going to spawn it off into a bunch of other properties as they should. But in the meantime, while they're trying to figure out how they're going to build another massive franchise, they have one. And they saw it work with the Spider-Verse, and that's exactly why this is happening. And I think they're going to take this opportunity. I think we might even see two movies out of this. Uh, I know that has not the, not, not the plan right now, but I also definitely think Sony wants this to work because, frankly, then Sony can just grab an old Spider-Man and go ahead and release it, make it canon. We know that they exist now, and they don't have to worry about taking Tom Holland away from the MCU and getting the entire world to yell at them again because that's what happened. Yeah. Um, exactly. So then they don't have to worry about it. Tom Holland could just make all of their other movies because he has a contract with them, and they can just grab a different Spider-Man. Um, <clears throat> it doesn't I, – I think that they're going to use this uh, legitimately, I think that they're go- they want this to be the money-making center for both studios until they can build a new Avengers-style series. Um, and Spider-Man's the only hero any of them have that can do that. It really is. I mean, X-Men have been done. You're not going to do it better. And that not not Fantastic Four? I don't yeah, know. I, they're supposed there's to be Fantastic Four. Yeah, I think these guys are involved. Who is involved with this? Are involved to saving Fantastic Four, but the film has actually been filming. The film is in production at this moment. They started filming in October in the city. You saw the picture city. of all the Spider Men. Yeah, exactly. So different ones with the different designs. Yeah. Yeah. So it it was confirmed that is an official reel, and um, the film so is. They will be together to- at some point. Yeah, the film is supposed to be here until March 2021. But I'm actually going to say, I'm going to go with the uh, Rocky prediction that they're only going to be used as cameo specifically. Um, Who knows what that brings about, and we'll just have to see. But I think it's going to be more in a cameo setting. I would prefer Ryan's idea, but I just think, you know how much money you have to Wasted opportunity. If they don't don't do it, it's wasted opportunity. Talk about a fumble. It's going to be a lot of money to pay all those people. Yeah, they only have to do it once. But they got Marvel money, and they don't need to worry about that. Yeah, you do it once, and then you can spin it off forever. I mean, do I? I don't want to see anyone else. Excuse me. I even said it. I don't want to see anyone else be the Green Goblin. I don't. Do Do you think this will be a Sinister Six type of situation for all those who know the Sinister Six was a Avengers of bad guys against Spider Man? I get seen. I think even though these aren't, it would be perfect. Yeah. They were the villains in the in the PS4 game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But think about it. You literally get. I mean, if again, you have to pay 
I understand that. But you can take all the best Spider-Man villains. And I don't just mean, like, the best characters. I mean, you get the best version of those characters. You know what I mean? You can't say, oh, we're going to do Sinister Six, so we need Vulture, we need Green Goblin, we need Dr. Octopus. You already have someone who played it perfect, perfectly, all three of those. Bring Michael Keaton back, right? You already have uh, Willem Dafoe. You can just literally take the best villains and use them and then you know what we have two venoms one of them was good one of them not, not as good sorry to for grace just see what tom hardy's doing like you can literally just pick and choose your favorite version uh, could you imagine if they could have made every batman movie with heath ledger as joker going forward be like well i don't know if this movie's gonna be good but heath ledger will be good like think about suicide squad that movie sucked sorry for anyone who liked that movie Ledger, suicide squad was horrible and the Joker, Jared Leto's Joker, was bad. Just It was actively bad. He's a great actor and performer. That was actively bad. It really wasn't that bad. Can you bad. imagine if you made that movie with Heath Ledger? If you just pick him up and be like, all right, Heath will do it. Like, it was, it's a different movie. It's a better movie. With that look, though, the Heath Ledger mm-hmm. Nolan look into that. No, you keep the look. It wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work with Suicide Squad. Yes, it would, because literally I would pay to see Heath Ledger just be the Joker on the street somewhere. <laughs> Maybe not on the street. That's dangerous. I'd assume he was there to hurt me. But on a stage, absolutely. It doesn't, there's no reason to like, rewrite the wheel. If you're going to just go back to the well of nostalgia anyway, which is what this is, then do it right. Take the best version of these people. <laughs> and so, yeah, I don't think we're going to get three Spider-Men for the next however many years, every time they do a Spider-Man movie. Obviously, they're going to keep it to one hero. But I think this is a way to cross the villains. And I think that that's the best idea that they've ever had. Because Spider-Man, we're getting really into this topic, and that's okay. I was watching a show today called The Toys That Made Us. It's a spinoff of the shows that made us. Yeah, it's on Netflix. So, yeah. And so I watched the Power Rangers episode. Mm -hmm. And did you know that the Power Rangers originated because Spider-Man went to Japan? Really? Is that the truth? Like they Yes. The, the Japanese Spider-Man had like a giant robot, right? And you know, he was basically he was like a Power Ranger and he did the transform thing. It was a whole thing. And you should watch the episode. It's good. But the point is like the point of that show was that you just take Spider-Man and then you cycle through the villain. And then the villain gets big and you get the robot. You don't do that part. But Sony and Marvel should literally just for the next however many years do that because you can't, keep, you can't reinvent Spider-Man. You can't reboot him every time he gets stale. So don't let it's him get funny, stale. <laughs> like let him, if he'll never get stale if every time we're like, I wonder what's going to happen next, he has a massive foil. You know what I mean? Like it, to me, it just makes perfect sense since you can't have an all-star team of heroes anymore. That's gone. Have an all-star team of villains that Spider-Man beats up because everybody loves Spider-Man, so he's totally allowed to beat them up. We don't care. And there's still a reason to see these movies. Mm-hmm. Whereas, I mean, like I said, I don't want to see Far From Home. I almost saw it because I was like, well, they'll probably show me what's going to happen in like the next four Marvel movies, so I should probably see it. That's the only reason I watched it. I was not excited for Far From Home. It was just kind of right. the next movie. And they don't have any big milestones coming up to keep us invested like that. Like we can watch Thor because we want to see the Avengers, even though Thor is boring. The original. Right. We don't have, we don't have an Avengers to keep us occupied. 
You know what I mean? So they can't make a, a boring movie and be like, trust me, you want to watch the boring movie and give us all that money because when the cool movie comes out, you'll feel like a real dummy. They don't have a cool movie anymore. They just have these setup movies. So they need to do something in the meantime, and this feels like it. This feels like what it has to be to me. Well, that's it's some time to be a Spider-Man fan, and well, we'll see when they when if anything leaks, and be on the lookout for that. And why not exactly a year from now order your tickets, please? If we don't have movie theater, hopefully, assuming that if the God forbid if the pandemic is still as we're in this place in December of 2021, it'll be streaming on Quibi Plus. So <laughs> I I mean I oh, too soon. You took that thing too soon. Oh man! R.I.P. Quibi. Please, please, please! I want to go to opening night to that because that you, were, be you were young. Opening night in your pocket. Literally, man. So. The next thing, I'm going to actually toss it to Rocky. Rocky, you told us during the break that you have one interesting story that I personally was intrigued, and I'm sure Ryan felt the same. And please, Rocky, tell us what that story is. So it's a little nugget of knowledge that I heard when um, we were talking about the console thing and the the cyberpunk thing, and that actually in the U.K. parliament, not in the Mm -hmm. U.S., but... Who knows? They actually are talking about um, they're calling for a law against scalping for any uh, next gen console or computer part. Because like um, this, um, the same thing happened with the new GTX uh, graphics cards that came out. Um, they were bought up all immediately and then, you know, sold at a much higher price. And, but they're all bought by bots and bots were um, buying up everything. They did the same thing with consoles. It took me hours to get my consoles. I was, um, get them, but it was the worst ever. It was horrible. So UK is fighting back and they're going to, they're trying to outlaw bots buying things off these websites specifically for, um, consumer electronics. So I like that. It's turned into a helpers made millions off of, um, the consoles. I just, I continue to envision sort of like what we talked about at the top of the show. I envision Mitt Romney trying to come up with a fair plan for buying an Xbox. <laughs> and would he be interested in taking up that kind of work? It's and turned of course, into a bet. <laughs> the answer is no. I just don't see America ever getting that deeply involved in consumer habits. Um, I think they should be at least, you know, vaguely involved. <laughs> But, I mean, we have an entire – it runs deep in America for better or for worse. And sometimes it's better and sometimes it's worse. No one can tell us what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if somebody wants to set up a bot to buy 400 Xbox Ones or Xbox uh, Series Xs, God bless the U.S. of A. I mean, I don't know. I think it's interesting. It would be interesting to see how the U.K. does it and, like, what comes of it and what are the long-term – like changes to consumer products and consumer buying that come from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't see how we here would even um, remotely approach bringing that to, cause I'm thinking of who would be interested in that sort of thing. We couldn't really do it with the government. It would have to be through each individual, like, like, um, company. Like if they wanted to do like an anti-bot thing on their website or something like that, it had to be done like, you know, that way. I don't think you could say no bots from the government, but I think a company could say no bots mm-hmm. and go that way. So Microsoft, like, 
Microsoft has like um there's that little thing you just press the button and it says I'm not a robot like the yeah I, I have to imagine people who make robots have a way to make that like obsolete I honestly I, don't know. I have to believe that in my I heart of hearts in Microsoft that if anyone could figure out a bot on a website it would be Microsoft well, so. I true but I'm like could you imagine if the thing thwarting you know your your master plan to make millions of dollars was not being able to train a computer to identify a sidewalk I just don't think that that's going to be what happens I think also, that these companies don't care because in the end of the day they're selling out of all their products so exactly which is another thing you know if they do this maybe it turns out the sales weren't as big as they thought they were mm-hmm. right now they're selling out but that's because people are buying a hundred of them uh, if everyone only buys one mm-hmm. are they going to sell as much I would, you would think so because of the de- the demand, I but, so, but who knows? Who knows exactly? Yeah, I guess it's just a. It, it's been interesting to see how people have been trying to get this. Uh, I've seen so many videos on my Instagram of people waiting in rooms through Sony, only to tell them we're sold out for the day. I heard this on the radio, and I don't know if this is true. And reckon this was literally about two weeks ago that. The CEO, when we're talking specifically about the PlayStation 5, the Sony CEO announced that they might, they're not going to create any more, physically build the hardware for the PlayStation 5 until after the, at least the new year or once the, some of the more COVID cases go down. Reckon I heard that from, reckon I heard that from a soundbite at a radio show and I haven't actually looked it up myself, but it seems to make sense now over there too. And it's just crazy. Yeah, well, what are that? I don't know, I've heard similar things about oh, uh, yeah, plants yeah. being shut down because of COVID. So exactly. production is slowed. Like on switches, I'm pretty sure the production for switches is slowed. So I wouldn't be surprised if, surprised if Sony did the same thing. Interesting. I mean, what a battle has it's been. Obviously, of the Bill Gates made the cure, so they don't have to stop. No, he wanted. <laughs> no, he made the microchip. <laughs> He made of, the, sorry, he made the tracking chip for the cure. So I saw that meme. So you don't want a microchip in with that famous guy at the. Uh, uh, microchip microsoft it's right there in the name people it is uh, unbelievable but you know, up, people. <laughs> it's, yes, it's unbelievable once you get your xbox series series x once you get your playstation 5 S. series s sorry excuse me once you get the xbox series s once you get your playstation 5 you have to give it a big hug because it was a battle to get it <laughs> that um device. i'm not gonna hug an inanimate object okay i've hugged but, mine multiple times <laughs> <laughs> they're also, in my opinion, they're garbage consoles. They aren't nice, and they have like no game. Looking or function, function, well, functioning, functioning, functioning. Like hot trash, and it is like twice the size of the Xbox. Which one looks like hot trash? PS Five. I absolutely hate it. Oh yeah, absolutely. it looks like actually it looks like the monolith that we were talking about, Matt, mm-hmm. with those aliens. I like the look. It like feels futuristic. Like whenever it the is day also is- so much bigger than the uh, other two. Mm-hmm. I think it's Ryan. I like you not know, put if you put them all side by side. Like I've done, it's just. Well, that's why I like the S. It's smaller than the one I have, so the I can just put it on top. Insanely small. Hey. I don't think people realize how small it is. But in the end, you know, I don't know if you can see. There it is compared to... Um, that is huge. <laughs> like that's, that's the three of them, yeah. That's the three of them. There's a disc in the middle for scale. So. The Xbox X is actually kind of cool looking. I will give it that. Just like, like box. Yeah, it's back like to the box. really it's boxy box. format. <laughs> it's a box and has an X button on it pretty much <laughs> gotta stay loyal gotta stay loyal so first let's transition from disney the first thing or to mention disney. yep disney. the first transfer to disney the first thing to mention is 
Sadly, Disney lost a very important figure to one of its very important franchises. Jeremy Bullock passed away, who is known as the original Boba Fett in the original Star Wars trilogy. And obviously, someone who's badass, somebody who is mysterious, man of very few words, if none, if any, but also very iconic specifically for the original trilogy. So... Sadly, they lost the we lost the original Boba Fett, Jeremy Bullock, but also had an, a great acting career himself, starring in things such as Doctor Who and Robin of Sherwood. So I didn't know he was in Doctor Who, huh? He's yes. also an officer in Episode Five that like manhandles Leia and on Bespin when she's like, "Look, it's a trap! It's a trap!" And he, the officer that grabs her is him without <laughs> the helmet on. Yeah, just in an Imperial officer uniform. Played a. Huh. Dude. Playing yeah. a double Dual role, a man of many talents. And right. meanwhile, Disney looks at it and says, 100, 200, 300, you guys are going to make me rich. So, I, I paid 20 bucks to see him. <laughs> How many? 20. He's oh, that's 20 not bad. Dollars. So you actually met him. Where did you meet him, Rocky? Uh, in Orlando. So I have been to three Star Wars conventions mm-hmm. and I've met the entire original trilogy cast except for Harrison Ford. I was able to meet Carrie Fisher before she died. I was able to meet Chewbacca three times before he, he died. I was able to meet um, the guy that does the sound for R2-D2. Plus, really? you know, I've met um, Tamora Morrison, the guy that's on The Mandalorian. I've met him before. I met him actually a couple years ago. So, yeah, right. I've been to a bunch of Star Wars conventions. That's what I like. I wonder why Harrison Ford didn't go. <laughs> you really, Matt? You're, you're wondering why Harrison Ford didn't just, go? I don't want to. We're going to say the elephant... It, if we say the elephant in the room, he thinks he's, I don't know, is the elephant in the room that he, he thinks he was too good for the Star Wars trilogy? With no um, offense, he is because he's a Hollywood legend and other things. I think he thinks he's too rich for the Star Wars trilogy, which is also completely accurate. He actually he doesn't need 20 bucks for people to see him. He had to go to a Star Wars celebration when he signed up for episode seven. He was like, it was in his contract. So he actually, I think he got flown in on a helicopter on the roof. Walked down to the main stage, waved, did a little Q and A, and then took his helicopter and left again. Like, <laughs> they had to, they had to legally bind him to seeing people, which is yeah. hysterical. I wish I had that kind of pull over other people to make make it so you have to legally write it into a contract that I'm required to but speak to other people. If you ever watch him, like there's YouTube videos of him just getting mobbed randomly on the street and him having to like yell and like try to get away. So it's understandable oh, yeah. why he hates Star Wars fans. Like I don't blame him. He he and he's just such a legendary actor for other great roles from Blade yeah. Runner to Indiana Jones, Witness, Air Force One, The Fugitive. I mean, what a great Apocalypse Now. The conversation. He and my buddy Bradley Whitford, not my real buddy, are uh, in that new movie Call of the Wild. So there you go. <laughs> you are the biggest Bradley Whitford fan in the world. That's not true. <laughs> But oh, you know, no, you didn't. You guys and on the show, by the way, ironically enough, on the show, there's an entire dedicated, entire website dedicated to his character, the uh, Lemon Limons. So anyway, not the point. Well, I will stand corrected on that. And I, if if that's the case here, there's a spam call trying to get me not answered. Oh, I had one literally two minutes ago. I did too. That's freaking weird. Mm-hmm. I've had they like are, 10 today. Yeah, like seriously. Off the Zoom. They've, they've been really bad lately. Yo, I get nervous because like I'm interviewed for a job right now. I was like, what if this is the one and I hang up and close on them? 
<laughs> my thing is if they're important they'll leave a message yeah that's exactly how i that's feel right. too or, or they'll email me say hey we yeah, exactly call so not in my contract like so. if they're not going to give you a job just because you didn't answer the phone once would <laughs> you really want to work there i'm like come on <laughs> the answer of course is yes probably because they're probably a big employer <laughs> those are the kind of people who can be petty like that um i could tell you some I would, people i, I think are like that way <laughs> but anyways guys so Disney Investors Day was last week a huge thing in, I mean, Hollywood and beyond. Disney announced lots of projects over the next few years from adding on to franchises to completely new and original ideas. I mean, Star Wars and Marvel alone are expected to have as much as 10 Marvel series, 10 Star Wars series, and 15 Live action animation and Pixar series will all be released exclusively on Disney+. Plus. Some of these big announcements on all platforms for Disney were from what Disney owns. Hulu. Hulu announced they're going to do what we talked about with HBO Max. They're going to put exclusive movies from the theaters to Hulu+, Plus, specifically the Searchlight Department, the, uh, the Searchlight Department, which is an indie production studio, and also... 20th century, not 20th century Fox, 20th century um, pictures are going to add a bunch of big Hulu ideas. We're going to have, as I mentioned, adding on to series. There's an Indiana Jones 5 for some reason going to be released in 2022. Harrison needs a new helicopter to escape the Star Wars fans. He literally just do it. He said yes just so he can kill off the character. (laughs) And then I hand him the bowcaster. (laughs) <laughs> or anything you can no, um, There's a Mandela effect with uh, Indiana Jones 4. Do you remember that, that movie at all? Of no. course. Shia LaBeouf. Do this- you remember at the end of the oh. movie, um, Shia LaBeouf, when, spoiler alert, for the worst Indiana Jones movie, yep. he um, gets married to Marion, and um, Shia LaBeouf picks up in the Indiana Jones hat. Oh, or Indy takes it away. Um, the Mandela effect is that he says, not on your life, kid, and puts on the hat. But in the actual movie, there's he doesn't say anything. He just grabs the hat back. Oh. Huh. Yeah. So think maybe about, a surprise. Yeah, so people were trying to find... I forgot the whole movie existed, so... Opening <laughs> That's the third option. To, like, figure out if it was, like, in a release and then edit it out for some reason. But... Mm-hmm. I don't know. So that's just one quirky thing about that movie. Huh. It's yeah. just, I guess they really didn't know Disney Plus was going to be thing 12 years later because at least for now, there's no announcement regarding it, um, any Shia LaBeouf involvement. But James Mangold, who's an amazing director from Logan to um, Ford vs. Ferrari, now he's going to be at the helm of this Indiana 5, Indiana Jones 5. So it might as well have some artistic value to it. And he's a legit director. I mean, I, I find him as a very action-packed director. It's also some nice character development thrown in. You think they'll bring back aliens? Well, that's funny you say that because I'm just looking at – they are – there's an alien series in the works from the Fargo <laughs> no. TV director. No, I'm really serious. Are they going to bring back aliens to Indiana Jones? 
<laughs> oh, excuse me. I thought you meant the Aliens franchise with Sigourney no, like, no. Reaver. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but um, do I think Aliens? Well, what what else are we gonna do? Who? It was, it was a bold move to Adam and four, so you know why not double down? <laughs> From that, he's beaten Nazis before. Yeah, it's them or Nazis. There is no in between. No, there isn't. The Galactic <laughs> Empire, I guess, is his making. Oh my God, you're absolutely right. Well, Pat and they're going to do. It's going to be filmed. It's be well, filmed in Israel. The filibuster episode of Parks and Rec, the crossover between Star Wars and Marvel, just have to do a crossover between Star Wars and Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> there actually was a Star Wars comic back in the day where Han Solo did meet Indiana Jones. Huh. That would be awesome. Was, I believe yeah. it. And then there was a third one. That's a weird Star Wars thing. Anyway, sorry. Well, if you are interested too, there is for the Alien series. The Aliens, Alien, Aliens. That's a good series. Awesome series. They are planning to do a um, original series again for Disney Plus, directed by the Fargo TV director Noah Hawley, and it will have Ridley Scott's involvement. And all it says, it will be set in the not distant future of Earth, which is a legitimate press release. So. If you in Night City, twenty seventy seven. Just thinking that. <laughs> Another thing. It. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. It gets renewed for four more seasons on FX. Oh, Disney wow. Plus. FX, which is owned by oh. Disney, so Hulu. Four more years. I like. I, you guys like like it enough for that? I've seen no. every episode maybe ten times. I'm a huge fan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then this is awesome. I'm, like, I'm glad to see. It. Like, the last season was surprisingly good. Like, um, I, I, I think they've been pretty constant. I think they're. It's a good show, mm-hmm. and they know what they're doing. Yeah, no, excellent writing, great pop culture references, and it's right. awesome, dude. Another one. So, this is related for the ESPN and ESPN type. So, we have seen Michael Jordan get his big miniseries about documentary series about him we've seen the undertaker now who's next up for that in 2021 steffi graf steffi graf i don't know who that sorry is. <laughs> it's a joke that's um, <laughs> man in the arena a nine-part docuseries built around tom brady's first-hand account of the journey to each of his nine super bowls will be released that is something else could not care any less physically could not care any less <laughs> Hey, man. Did you hear about Tom Brady, his boat? What do you do now? Defrauding the federal government. Well, I know I didn't hear. What happened? He applied for those PPP loans during the COVID Mm -hmm. for, like, a company that was, like, mostly nonsense. Then he bought a boat. (laughs) Oh, Tom Brady. Oh, Tom Brady. Why do we always give him the old Tom Brady, you rascal pass? What is wrong with us as people? <laughs> he just gets away with it. That's all I could tell He does, because he can throw a good spiral. <laughs> yes. Eli Manning could throw an okay spiral. Why don't we owe Eli Manning? Let's see his uh, series. Well, or the Steffi Graf one I just pitched. ESPN, call me. <laughs> uh, so we also have Lightyear. But oh, that about cool. the original, this seems to be genuinely the most exciting announcement is the fact that they're going to do an origin series on Buzz Lightyear. They literally already did that. Like They did. They, yeah, that show has already show. existed. But. You can't touch a TV show. It was, it was amazing. And yeah. this is just going to ruin it no matter what. It could be the best movie of all time and it's still going to ruin the TV show. Well, do you guys, do you guys know about who's it. going to? Tim Allen was in it. 
<laughs> he's not. But what if he was? Now it's the best. <laughs> what if Tim Allen was in it? Now it's the best. Oh, I you know. Tim Allen is the only Buzz mm-hmm. Lightyear. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really good. <laughs> Do you know who's voicing Buzz Lightyear? Yeah, Captain America. Yep. Mm-hmm. Chris Evans is going to voice the hero for some reason. We talked about all internet all. safety. <laughs> <laughs> we also see... We also have just a few more things before we wrap it up with guarding these announcements. Obviously, Star Wars, again. We are expanding as many TV series we can have. Ashoka, we have the... Ahsoka. Ahsoka, excuse me. I'm sorry. If any pronunciations, I like Star Wars. I've seen the original nine movies, but again, I'm sorry if I mispronounced things. There are nine, Rocky. Keep yourself in check. (laughs) Uh, in my favorite movie the last jedi what uh and we have andor which is you know the big rosario dawson reviver character but probably the most interesting that i'm generally interested for is two things i guess they're both related but i really like the idea of an obi-wan kenobi series i know i guess it's it's not really origin but well, yeah, it is origin. It's after episode three what they're going to do. Yeah, okay. So we're going to see Eva McGregor back in his famous Obi-Wan Kenobi gear. And he's my favorite favorite part of the series. Uh, fun fact, I saw his big breakthrough on Trade Spotty, which was awesome. It. And then I'm now going to see him in a highly anticipated show. And also with this news of the Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, reboot, or I should say spinoff, we have Hated Christensen. Coming back as Darth Vader. To acting. Even, we all... Yeah. Well, so, he did like a pizza delivery movie. <laughs> huh. He did a really good in this one movie. I can't think of the name, but it's a about a plagiarist and a plagiarist journalist. It's really good, actually. Anyways, how do we feel about the return of Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen in their well, respective roles? They, like they announced Ewan McGregor was doing a TV show, an Obi-Wan TV show, like years ago. Yeah. And then they let it go. At least, And then what happened was the script fell apart, the writers left, and they had to like completely redo the whole thing. So I'm not, you know, too excited. I think they're going to somehow botch it. But just to see Hayden so too. and Obi-Wan and Ewan McGregor back on the screen together, I'll so watch it. What'll be interesting... And hopefully they've learned something from The Mandalorian, which is very good, very successful. I just watched – I'm all caught up now as of today on The Mandalorian. Um, is that they could really do a lot of interesting things in showing – actually showing the transition. Uh, the Mandalorian is doing more for the – three movies that just came out than any of those three movies have done for themselves um, in terms of trying to make sense of the situation that we find ourselves in when we start those movies. So I think it could do a lot to really explain, you know, see the changes from where we remember Obi-Wan, especially because it's Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan. So that's the one we remember to see the changes from that point to where Ultimately, he finds Luke. Um, In terms of the I just, my only request is that they don't spend the whole time on tattooing. I get it's easy to shoot because you just need sand, but <laughs> you know, I hate sand. It's coarse and it gets everywhere. So I flashbacks. I think that's what they said. That that's how they're going to get Hayden Christensen, and I think it's going to huh. be a flashbacks. That'd be cool. Mm, well, makes sense but, for that. I- it'd be weird because he looks older than he did, but whatever. 
Eh. Whatever. It's amazing what a technology we could do. Good looking. Exactly they made, they uh, made De Niro look young. <laughs> I think it's easier, with all due respect to De Niro, I think it's easier to that type of technology with you know not as older skin. <laughs> I, with, you think it'll but, work a little better with someone who isn't actively way too old to be starring well, in a mob movie? Did you see they did that for Civil War with Robert Downey Jr.? They pulled it off with that, that one scene. I thought it looked good, honestly. Yeah. It did on that one, yeah. I was so, surprised. So maybe that'll work for um, Hayden Christensen, you know? I think just with all due respect to Pacino, De Niro, Pesci, that they were it's, – it's hard to cover up. Especially like, Joe Pesci. Like if you ever done Photoshop and you like try to – you need some serious skills to change those yeah. around. And oh, you're right. Any layer. So I think it's just – the technology, they just, I'm sure one day they can make the technology even better, but that's still extremely advanced. Oh, man, what a day, what a day. Can I just play one last thing? Sure, yeah, we'll do one more story later. and then we'll end this. Cool. Let me play this. Because they believe in us and what we're doing. You hear it? I'm on the yeah, I'm, I know what we're doing. Insurance companies. <laughs> so. The power of God and anime. <laughs> It was reported and clearly proven that on the set of the new Mission Impossible movie, Tom Cruise is yelling at the crew for breaking COVID-19 protocols, which for some reason has had a polarizing response. Some people thought he was too much. Some people were screaming. And some people were saying he's obviously doing the right thing. And I think if you hear the entire if you hear the entire audio, which isn't long, I think it's only a couple, few minutes, he calms down his tone and he explains, guys, we're doing, you we, we have responsibility to each other and we have to follow the rules, which honestly, if anyone's been yelled at by a boss, usually they, it's the screaming phase and then, you know, the quiet down phase. <laughs> and yep. so, but guys, First of all, why are we talking? I mean, we're obviously talking about this because it's a crazy reaction, but why such a polarizing response when he was um, speaking of the truth? Obviously, there's all different ways you could communicate or something like that, but with something as serious as COVID 19, <laughs> I think it was he was kind of fair to do what he did, you know? How do you guys feel? I think we have to say, without a doubt, first and foremost, no, no, it's all right. If a Scientologist is telling you that you need to start believing in the facts, you were wrong and you've been wrong for quite some time and you need to go home, draw yourself a nice warm bath, sit in it. Right. And just really think good, long and hard. Tom Cruise was telling you to believe in the science. (laughs) Tom Cruise was telling you that your belief system is wrong and worse off. He was right. So, he was right. He shouldn't yell because I get it. He's Tom Cruise. He makes so much money. And the people who are working for Tom Cruise on this movie don't make Tom Cruise's money. Um, but also Tom Cruise, in addition to probably not wanting to get sick himself, um, also made a very good point at the end. No one ever listens to the end, so we can't <laughs> expect people to have done that. Um, but he, he calmed down and he said, we have a, we have a duty to each other, um, you know, to keep each other safe. But they also have a duty, like, you know, they're getting some an opportunity that other people are not getting. We talked about it last week. You know, they're filming this movie right now. There are little pizza shops, uh, hobby stores, little bodegas and other grocery stores that can't stay open, that are gone, and they'll probably be gone forever. And for some reason, we've decided that 
Mission Impossible gets to keep going. I'm not going to, you know, determine whether or not that seven. is or is Mission Impossible correct. Seven. Right. Yeah, we needed a seventh one. We decided <laughs> that. You know, hell or high water. We're getting seven of these movies. And so for whatever reason we did that, I'm not going to get into whether or not we needed seven uh, or we needed to film this one. But we've decided to. And to then flaunt the rules and break the rules when other people were not even given the opportunity to follow the rules because they were deemed as either A, just too high risk, or B, they didn't have the money to do it safely. This movie can do it safely. These people can do it safely. And frankly, they're lucky to be working at all. So for them to not follow the rules when people in there, especially in California, have lost everything because of COVID-19, it's disrespectful. And it's insane that Tom Cruise had to point that out to people, as I mentioned before, because, I mean, it's, it's Tom Cruise. He's, you know, famously a little bit out there. I mean, all people seem to like him, but he's like just Tom wacky. Lot. Yeah, I, I like him too. His movies I like, but he, he's a little wacky. We've seen him be Fair wacky enough. on TV and stuff. And even he I'm was like, guys, we got it. You know what I mean? <laughs> he pulled them back to reality. Tom Cruise did that. And so it just, it to me feels like, I don't know how you, I get why you're mad because it's a millionaire yelling at regular people. And that's never a good look. I'm always against millionaires yelling at people. Um, but in this particular case, these people are in a way, they've received some privilege. They're privileged to be working when so many people in their own city have lost literally everything. And they should be treating that with much more respect. And it sounds like from what Tom was saying that they weren't. Now, if the cameraman was like, dude, we did that. Everything he said we didn't do, we were doing. Somebody sneezed and he lost his mind. Like, all right, that's different. And I would totally believe that story if it came out, by the way. Um, that just goes with the territory of, you know, wacky Tom. But it's, no one said it yet. And I feel like if that were the case, then people would have said that already. So assuming it's all true, I just don't see how anyone could be upset with that reaction personally. Is, is he their boss technically? That's what I was going to ask. Like, I don't know how movie sets work. Well, can you like do that? I mean, as a producer, you can, let me just see if he has a producing. Credit. I mean, he's probably producer on these. Cause I mean, it'd be a lot worse if he like, literally was just the actor yelling at coworkers essentially. Well, yeah. that has happened. Okay, Christian but- Bale. If you know that. Well, yeah, but we yelled at him. But like, <laughs> well, we right, yelled so at him. Tom Brady. Tom Cruise. Not, Tom Brady is not. Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Right. I was just gonna say he does have a producer credit, so he is a producer on the role too. So, which makes you hit him a boss. Like, yes. is their boss? That makes more. Yeah, that, that one makes of the bosses. Better. But also, again, in a in a locker room, you know, go back to Tom Brady. He can do anything. If he yells at his teammates in the halftime of the Super Bowl, tell him to act right. No one's like, "Excuse you, Tom. You made you team captain." <laughs> Tom Cruise is Mission Impossible. Period. End of story. If Tom Cruise walked away from that set tomorrow, all of them are out of a job. <laughs> Movie's not getting made. So, it, he, I mean, you can you know debate the merits of this, but he's the team captain. Him and the director. The director didn't hire every single person who works there. He doesn't know all their names, or she doesn't know all their names. Uh, and then the lead actor and lead actress, again, they don't know everybody, but know that you need all three of those sense. people in order to make the movie. So, to me, it makes perfect sense that Tom Cruise would feel that it was his responsibility as the star of that movie to say that this movie is going to represent uh, myself and everyone who worked on it 
in a positive way. And that means we're going to follow the rules as they're written so we can continue to film and continue to be safe. I don't see anything wrong with that. Otherwise, again, anytime somebody spoke, you could be like, you know, you're not my real dad. Like <laughs> some people are, I don't want to say more important, but some people hold uh, a position of leverage or power just based off of their past accomplishments being well-respected or frankly, their, their current role, you know, people who are people who just, they have that, they he has that ability, not because he's hired everyone himself or he's paying everyone himself, but because he's the star of this movie. And that means he gets to say things to other people because without him, there is no movie. So I don't know. Like, I get it. You're right. And I think that kind of goes with the millionaires yelling at regular people thing. Um, Like, you know, he's not their boss. He has tons of money and these people are just trying to work, but they're trying to work wrong and there's a right way to work right now. And if they're not doing it, someone needs to call them out. Yeah. At the end of the day, this is just a result of so many. uh, I mean, did the right thing, but a lot of people are are continuing to be stressed. We we have a while until the spread. What are they stressed about? They're working no, on a gajillion dollar movie. No, no. I'm saying as a result of more people yelling at each other about wearing masks and stuff like that argument. Like, you know. Yeah, but that's maybe that's why the internet's so upset. But right. I'm talking about like, the people there. Why like, weren't no, they wearing right. masks? You're right. They should wear their masks. You know, I, I work in that industry, Ryan. I would love to be on set right now. And then right. if I have somebody, you know, being an ass and not following the rules, it annoys someone like me, especially – Right, because you'd wear you'd wear four masks to be in that. Yeah, room. man. <laughs> Where was the COVID PA compliance officer, which is a thing now? Seriously, um, Again, it, yeah, it, it just it shouldn't have had to happen. Tom yeah, you're right. Like that, that, that that's the point. And you know, more just more COVID yelling and for stuff reasons. And if I think he did the right thing, don't be so sensitive. And. Uh, Again, another reason why we all can't wait for this pandemic to end. So we don't hear stories about A-list actors screaming at crews, even if it is for the right thing. (laughs) Or just A-list actors singing on Twitter. Oh, that is probably the number one thing I will not miss. (laughs) One of them. My goodness. I actually looked I actually looked that up the other day. I went up down her page. First of all, see it's still up and see the very still up. She didn't remove it? Yes. Wow. I I commend her. They interviewed her about it too, and there she was like, "I tried to do something nice, but I guess people just didn't get what I was trying to go for." So it wasn't our fault. It was her. It wasn't her fault. It was our fault. It was the, it was the fault of the unwashed masses. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, Ryan, this has not been a great year for celebrities. We're not all in the same boat. We're just in a similar storm, and we all have something that floats. So, and yes, not a great year for celebrities. Are... But in this one case, I am Team Tom. That's the lifestyle version of the famous. <laughs> I don't have a Tom Cruise quote for this. I know I've quoted uh, several Star Wars uh, quotes throughout the segment. You could say, I don't have any. Help, you could say something like, help me help you. <laughs> wear your mask and I'll help you. you. You wear your mask, you help me. No, I got one. Ready, ready? At the end of the day, these people should just shut up and put their masks on. So when the movie comes out, they can say, show me the money. <laughs> there you are. That's a good one. I was hoping for that or his um I forgot his character in Topic Fun- Thunder's name. Less something. Oh god, yeah. That movie. We're not gonna talk about that movie ever again. Mm-hmm. That was your one free pass. I love Tropic Thunder. <laughs> I really do. Yikes. I think it's a good movie. Alright. Anyways. Obviously it's obviously some of the stuff didn't age well, but besides that. 
But anyway, I think we've got to wrap this up. Thank you so much, Rocky, for coming and talking to us a little bit, uh, bringing some unique perspectives on uh, the way the law works when it comes to taking down uh, large internet companies, and that's what we'll call them for now. Um, and just for kind of chatting with us, you were very engaged, which yes, we kind of I figured – when you have a, a super fan on the show. So hopefully we can get a few more. Yeah, long time first time, guys. Long time first time. <laughs> <laughs> time first time, exactly. Hopefully we have you again, Rocky. Uh, I've already I've already pitched to Ryan my role with this. Uh, well, well, off oh, camera, right. buddy. I didn't now, now, you're tr- now, you're trying to, now you're trying to encroach. Well, off camera, buddy. <laughs> I'm open. But anyway, uh, as always, thank you for listening to the Tweet Cap. Um, you can find us on pretty much all podcasting platforms as well as our new YouTube channel. So uh, we've got all of our current episodes on YouTube. We're still working through the backlog, but it'll happen. Um, Matt, why don't you go and tell them where they can find you if they want to pitch you a story or maybe a new uh, role for the podcast. You go, you can go reach out to me personally at Matt Brown 300 on Instagram, Matt Brown 31 on Twitter. And I'm RPP95 or at RPP95 on Twitter. Um, So thank you all for listening and have a great night. So long. Thanks again, Rocky. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye. Happy holidays.